that's what I'm talking about about being proactive. Do you know, you know, mm-hmm. like like not waiting for disaster to happen. Let's fix it before it does. Do you know, let's let's start. I don't know how you do it. I have no idea how you change the um, mindset of builders. Do you know, and and they're just. I don't want to say, it, but perhaps it, perhaps they're just trying to get money. Perhaps the insurance companies I'll say it for and you. it's ripping that's people. That's absolutely what they're doing. <laughs> you can say it. I don't want to get kicked I out of America. Any, we'll let you stay. I don't think there's any doubt that, that that's what they do. Look at this spectacular place that we are. We're on the bay. If that hurricane had hit here, and we talked about which this it was in, going in your to, podcast, yeah, we were the bullseye. We wouldn't yeah. be sitting here right now. This yeah. would be probably a pile of rubble. Yeah. I'm George Siegel, and this is the Tell Us How to Make It Better podcast. Every week we introduce you to people who are working on real-world problems and providing actual solutions. Tell Us How to Make It Better is partnering with The Readiness Lab, the home for podcasts, webinars, and training in the field of emergency and disaster services. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's Tell Us How to Make It Better podcast. After you're done listening today, if you can remember to subscribe so you can become a weekly listener and even share the link with people that you know that would be awesome. About a year ago, when I started this podcast, probably a little over a year ago, I met this woman from Australia. Her name is Karen Vaughn. And what struck me about this woman was her enthusiasm. And, you know, I thought I enjoyed what I did. I'm not even on her level because she legitimately loves what she does. And she loves sharing her message with other people. And I I was a guest on her podcast. She came on my podcast. And then Um, recently after Hurricane Ian, she invited me to come back on her podcast to talk about what we experienced here in Tampa, Florida, and what we might have experienced if the storm had hit us. And during our conversation, she said, oh, by the way, I'm going to be in Tampa um, next week. And I said, wow, we have to get together. So I had the opportunity to go and meet her in person and record a podcast episode with her. And I'll tell you, She is even more energetic and enthusiastic in person than she is on her podcast, and that's pretty hard to believe. So here's our conversation. Karen Vaughn, welcome to my home in Tampa. I know. How cool is that? That is. Well, it's actually not cool. It's very hot. It's very hot. (laughs) It is. Quite a bit hotter than Australian. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I just come from Detroit, actually, Michigan, and uh, it's cold there. Stepped off the plane and thought, I'm going to die. (laughs) <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, I told you when we were walking over here that I lived in Detroit for three years. Yep. I loved it. I thought it was yep. such a great place. Yeah. But in the winter, well, it's not winter yet, but it, it can be brutal. Very cold. And you got to see the leaves changing and everything? Yeah, I, it was just coming to the end. Last winter, in, in 2019, I was over here. It was coming into winter. It was snowing, cold, and I got drenched in Detroit. Not, not enough clothing, no raincoat. Got sick as sick as sick, but I still love it. Yeah, it is, it is a really cool place. I know it gets a bad rap, and that's it, really not fair because yeah. the, the people there are great, and the, and the city is great. The whole area yeah, um, I it love it. is a lot of fun. Now, I want to ask you a couple questions before we go into t- talking about how you make things better uh, because I think you're such, such an exciting, enthusiastic person about making things better. What is your favorite place to go in the United States? You're going to make me say Tampa. No, I'm not because okay. I'm not well, from here. I live here now. <laughs> I'm originally from New York, so... You, tell me the place that you've gone to that you've gone, wow, I could see living here. Is there a place? Uh, Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii. Okay. Are you going to call that United States? Yeah. Well, that, yeah. <laughs> well, I love Hawaii. We're not giving it back. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. And then your, fa- your favorite American meal? Oh, um, it, there's not many because they're too greasy. Yeah. I don't know, honestly. That would be fair. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I can't think of anything. So what would you eat in Chocolate? Detroit? 
It's stuff great like, Greek food there. No, I don't know. We, we just went out to a whole heap of places and I don't remember because I ate stuff that I would not normally eat and now I feel You're so bad. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, so let me ask you now. You, because of the, all the different things that you do, and we'll have you talk about that, the theme of my podcast is identifying problems and then doing something to make them better. What would you yeah. say is the key thing that you have identified as a problem and that you're trying to make better? Kindness. You know, it's, I think that the, I do a lot of things, but the one thing, the one message I try to get across to everybody is just be a little bit kinder every day because that ripple effect has a massive impact. You know, you, it, like I was saying before to somebody else, it's the, um, it used to be six degrees of separation. You know, now it's like two degrees of separation. Just that little bit of kindness to somebody else um, and, and it makes them believe that they can make a difference. Do you, you know, it makes them feel great about themselves and they go and change something. But well, Why do we have such a problem with that? Why oh, I don't people know. seem to be getting meaner? I don't know. I, I really don't know because I can't see how it's so hard. I mean, if you watch this country, you probably, I, I imagine from afar, see a lot of discourse, yep. a, lot of, uh, yep. a lot of tension because people on opposite sides of the political spectrum can't even talk about their yep. differences. I know. So how do you inject kindness into that? Well, I didn't say I had the answer. It's just that you're working on it. <laughs> I'm working on it. Well, I'm working on it through. I mean, we can talk about the stuff that I do. You know, it's like, uh, you know, people have an idea that they want to make the world better. You know, it could be any sort of idea, like doing a dog rescue, or it could be starting a domestic violence shelter, or it could be just, you know, you know, small, small things, writing a book about something, you know. And most people believe they can't do it because they think it's too big, do you, you know. And they have a lot of self-doubt and that kind of stuff going on. And so my job, this is what I get up every day for, is to inspire people to believe that they actually can make a difference. Do you know, and they try to. Um, yeah, somebody's just said to me only today. I was talking in uh, Brighton, in Michigan, mm -hmm. just, just this weekend, and my talk was about confidence and uh, about why we don't take action. And I was saying that we always try to do the really big thing. So uh, you know, I want to, for example, proactive heroism. Well, let's say you know, reactive and responsive is dragging someone out of a burning car. But proactive is well, let's let's look at can we make fireproof. Paint, you know, can we make a fireproof spray so we still won't have car accidents, but we're not pulling people out of burning wrecks and that sort of stuff. So proactive is like preventing. How, what can we do to prevent the need for these reactive heroes and that kind of stuff? And I talked about how if we can, um, when we build our confidence, because we, we, there's five things that I think get in the way of us taking action. And that's self-doubt, imposter syndrome, not knowing where to start, overwhelmed by the big picture and fear and fear of criticism, failure, rejection, that kind of stuff. And, and what happens is we live in this world where we are too ashamed or too embarrassed to say, I'm scared, you know, I, I'm, I fear failing. And, and we, we shroud it in this world. If I was confident, you know, oh, one day, you know, it doesn't really matter. If I was confident like you, you know, I'm not a confident person. And I was talking about that, and we, we go for this confidence like um, the end picture. Well, I'm not confident to create fireproof a fireproof spray therefore I just won't do anything and I want to bring it back to I just want to be confident in my ability to learn and to take the next step you know and that shifts the whole thing about confidence does that make sense rather than it does no I but I think our whole nature human nature is uh, I can't speak for other places in the world but we're a very reactive society yeah very you'll notice yep. we have we build houses by the water and then yep. we're shocked when they blow down because they were built poorly 
So rather than build them right, we just rebuild them poorly again. Yeah, and, and the insurance companies, rather than throw their money into saying, let's educate people and stop this problem, they just come in and try not to pay you after you have the damage. So everything is, happens after the fact here. So yep. it's, it's changing an entire mindset that I think is very difficult to do. Well, that's what I'm talking about, about being proactive. Do you know, you know, mm -hmm. like, like not waiting for disaster to happen. Let's fix it before it does. You know, let's, let's start. I don't know how you do it. I have no idea how you change the um, mindset of builders, do you know, and, and they're just, I don't want to say it, but perhaps, it, perhaps they're just trying to get money. Perhaps the insurance companies. I'll say it for and you. That's, ripping exact, people that's absolutely what they're doing. <laughs> you can say it. I don't want to get kicked I out of America. Think any, we'll let you stay. I don't think there's any doubt that, that that's what they do. Look at this spectacular place we are. We're on the bay. If that hurricane had hit here, and we talked about Which this it was in, going in your to. podcast, yeah. we were the bullseye, we wouldn't yeah. be sitting here right now. Yeah. This would be probably a pile of rubble, yeah. that, or there would be damage, uh, flood damage up two floors. I mean, yeah. just the turn of a storm, not because we did anything right. Yep. Yeah. No, but we could have done something right by, by changing building codes. Sure. That's what we need to do. Like, this is where we need to be more proactive. And the thing is, we don't do it because we get away with it. If I can get away with something and charge you a ton of money, I'm not going to, why bother? You're going to keep buying it, you know? Yeah. I don't know what the answer is. I have no idea what the answer is. But um, I want to inspire people and, and empower people so that they take action in their field of expertise. I'm not an ex expert builder. I have no idea. But if I can inspire someone and they're like, yeah, well, well, I am in that field and I think I can make change, I want to do that. When you're in a place like Michigan and you're, ha and you're doing a talk with people, what do you sense is their reaction? Does, does it inspire them? They come afterwards and, up to you afterwards and say, wow, I had no idea about thinking this way. Does it wake them up the way they just Yes, it does. It, it really does. I've had, I had somebody come up to me and say, well, actually in 2019, I did a workshop there and this, this woman, Jamie, she's, this is the t-shirt I've actually got on. Sorry, George, not yours, but I, I will put yours on later. Uh, Coffee Rescue. And she was, she was at my workshop. She had a, an old ambulance that she turned into a coffee van. It was fa fantastic, right? And she just loved her coffee, loved her uh, coffee business. But on the other hand, she wanted to do dog rescue. And she was like, well, I, I can't do both. So after sitting in my workshop, she's like, well, I can do both. I can actually start giving some of the profits from my coffee, you know, to, to the dog, dog rescue. And now she's teamed up with um, uh, Joe Gatto, you know, from Was Impractical Jokers. And they've got Gatto pups that they're... He's got Gatto pups and she's giving money to that, you know, so she's doing both. She was there this time and um, she was she was actually telling people while I was running the workshop, believe her, believe her, this stuff works. And afterwards, um, a, a, another lady came up to me and she said that her and her cousin are going to build a, a, a like a cabin getaway for w battered women up in Colorado, mm -hmm. which, which they will. I know they'll do that. Um, somebody else said that they've just that's it they're writing their book now they're going to go home tonight and you know start start laying out the chapters and that kind of stuff and I always tell them you've got to take action within 24 hours or you're not going to do it you're just not going to do it but and then I got another I've had two emails since leaving Michigan only two days ago um, people saying how how impactful it's been so yeah I, I believe it yeah I think that 24-hour thing is pretty important because I, yeah. I think of all the trade shows that I've been to and you fill that bag full of stuff that you walk around collecting yeah and then you get home and you don't look at it. So That's all of a sudden, it. a couple months later, it has no context. You're going, what is this? What is this company? What is that company? And if you can actually just do it, yep. I imagine that makes a huge difference. Makes a massive difference. I say to them, you know, if you don't do it, you're going to take this home, put it on your kitchen bench, and a week later, you're going to either throw it out or put it in your room somewhere. 
then it'll never get done. But if you just do, and I'm really big on that first step, and that first step could be just looking something up on the internet. Do you know, it could be just making a phone call. It could be just telling a friend. That, that's all, because once you get the ball rolling, you're telling your unit. Well, I'm going to go woo-woo and say you're telling the universe, but if, uh, for some other people listening, they might think, Karen, that shit doesn't work, but, right? But, <laughs> but you're telling your brain. You're tell, you know, you, you're activating something that, that, well, let's go, okay, let's go scientifically and, and biologically. You, you, you activate your reticular activating system. It actually looks for what you're telling it. Do you, you know, so if, you, if you're telling, it, telling your brain everything's wrong, everything's wrong, it'll, it'll make sure that actually happens. But if you're telling your brain, you know, and I'm, when I'm saying telling your brain, you're, you're saying it outwardly so you actually hear yourself say it. I'm going to do this. It starts looking for opportunities to make that happen. So I don't want to explain, I'm not a neuroscientist, but this stuff actually works. That's what I was going to say. So you could tell people that you've actually done these things and it does actually work as opposed to thinking it's just a bunch of mumbo jumbo that, that somebody says to you. Like I, I yep. know you probably get this with your podcast. So a lot of people that are coaches or motivational speakers, they all want to come on to talk. And a lot of times the message is all jumbled jumbled and, very, it's, and it's very similar yeah yeah I had a guy yeah. on recently though who who said what his whole premise is getting the workplace taking people outdoors so you're walking with people yeah. talking outside and wow. getting out in nature yeah and I go wow I thought that was really good that yeah. was a different approach yeah. And, yeah. and with you it was you were so enthusiastic and so yep. positive about everything and I think that really makes a difference yeah look I believe in this stuff I've seen it happen over and over and over and I love it I I love it. And yes, I think because I know it works, I get so enthusiastic about it. People listening to me go, yeah, I'm going to do this because she said it works. And, and I give examples of how it works, you know, and then they're like, well, there's no reason why it can't work for me. So they, they go start it. Now, I'm not going to say they all finish it because that little voice in the head starts, you know, back again. Uh, you can't do this, you know, the whole imposter syndrome stuff. But for those who do push through, and it is hard work, they do it. They, they do whatever it is they set out to do. Now, how much more difficult is it if I go to, I hear what you're saying and I try to do it, but I'm surrounded by a bunch of people that just go, they're rolling their eyes and going, oh, that's a bunch of garbage. That's difficult, really difficult. And that is about finding a handful of people who say, who are encouraging. And, and they might be completely out of your circle. You know that whole Jim Rohn thing that says you're the sum of the five people you hang around with? I think that's really important. You know, because if people are putting, and, and families will often do that. Yeah, 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 you've said that before. That's not a good idea. Why don't, why don't you just focus on, you know, something else? But I think you've got to hang around people that are encouraging. Oh, at this workshop on um, Saturday, I, I, asked around, I asked the room, I said, is there anyone in this room who thinks that they're, they're looking around the room and they think their idea is really dumb and everyone else in the room has got a great idea that they can fulfill. And mind you, we hadn't, nobody had talked about their ideas. One, one woman up the back said, yeah, me. And I said, well, what's your idea? And she said, um, I've got a friend who's broken up with his girlfriend and he wants to express it in a song and I'm, I'm, I wrote the song for him. And I said, do you see how powerful that is? And she's like, no, not really. I, I don't think I'm as good as anyone else in this room. And I said, you're actually probably, like that, that stuff can save a life. It can save, save him, you know, doing something stupid because he ha isn't, hasn't got an outlet to deal with his emotions, that stuff. She said, no one's ever encouraged her like that, you know, and she was mm -hmm. real, she even come to our after party and she was just like, she, she couldn't get enough of, of me telling her how good she was, you know. And I think that stuff's really, really important. But she sent me a song and, it's called Victim, Don't Be a Victim, Be a Hero. And I can't, it was 
it was insanely beautiful, like a Sarah McLaughlin song. And, and here she was thinking that in this room, uh, everyone else would have had fantastic ideas, but hers wasn't. So it's crucial to be around people who are encouraging you. She could have been the most talented person in the room. Oh, possibly. Uh, probably, I'd say probably. But you know, it's, if we're not hearing it from people, we're just gonna not believe it and think that, well, I'm just me, I'm not good enough, you know, that sort of stuff. But I th and, th and that's why I think is important when I talk about kindness, is to tell people, you like to be enthusiastic about people, you know, and say, you're doing a great job, I love what you're doing. I love what you do. Not to, um, not to bullshit to them, do you, you know, mm -hmm. but really, really, if you think it's great, encourage them, that's kind. Yeah, this guy that I was talking about that had the outdoor thing, he was also saying something about a gratitude loop where you think yeah. about people that might have influenced you or directed you in your life in a certain yeah. way and you make a 30-second recording thanking them and then sending it to Oh, what them. a great idea. I mean, I thought that yeah. was interesting. Yeah. The problem I had was I, I was coming up with more people that held me back than I thought that people that helped me. So I was having a tough time coming yeah. up with names. Oh well, just do one. Like I always say, do one. Do the first one. Exactly. Just find one, and then you'll find another. Now I remember when we, we did our first podcast together, um, I told you, I was talking about how difficult it is to find an audience, how difficult yep. it is to grow. Yep. And you said you can't think about that. You put it in terms of just trying to reach one, one person. One person, yep. Talk about I'm, that. Well, you know, this started for me years ago. I played in a band and we were playing in a pub, in a you know, hotel. and this cricket cl club came in and they were drunk and obnoxious and really awful. And I said to my drummer, there was just me playing guitar and the drummer, and I said a few obscenities I won't say on your podcast, but basically that I could just rip my guitar off and smack them around their head. You know, I was so angry with them. And he said to me, Karen, look at that, look at that lady up in the back corner with a blue jumper on, a green jumper on. And, and she was tapping away and singing. She was in her own little world singing to our music and he said that's that's the person that you're doing it for the power of one do you, you know and i'll never forget that and it was probably 20 years ago and I, I always think with workshops with talks with everything i do if i can reach one person and change one person's life then my life my job on earth is successful do you, you know because mm -hmm. you don't know what that one person's going to do you don't know. And I don't, I don't even do downloads. I have no idea how many downloads my podcast gets. I have got no clue. I never look. Really? I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care how many reactions I get on Facebook. I don't care how. I don't care. God, I, just, I wish I was more like that. I just... I'm just I'm too competitive. <laughs> it bugs the crap out of me when, when, when I think I've done a really good show and, and maybe very few people listen because I look at the numbers all the time. And then I see some other podcasts where it's two knuckleheads sitting in a room talking about nothing. And I see that thousands of people are listening to that. It so how is that benefiting you? Benefiting me that, that I'm doing that to yeah, myself? Yeah. It's probably not. But I think that's also what drives me to okay. keep doing it. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm not going to fail at this. How can I, you know, I make like it, to think it's good stuff. I how like can you make it content. better? How can I make it better? Yeah. And, and, and so I, I keep trying to do that. But I can't, I, I understand what you're saying. I just haven't been able to fully embrace but it. But we're different personality types anyway. You're but, much closer than I am. Ah, <laughs> that wasn't what I meant. But why look? I don't care. I just don't look. I just do not care. And I and I literally mean that. I do not care. I, of course, I want people to like me because the world is much nicer when people like you. But I don't need people to like me. You don't need I, that validation. I don't need validation. I'm going to go and do what I'm going to do as long as I know in my heart I'm doing good and doing the right thing. And 
people want to come, they come. If they don't want to come, don't come. Like that's, you know, I only want them to come so they'll learn to do good, but they don't come because they like me. You ever kicked anybody out because they were just too negative? Said, look, I can't no. have you. You didn't no. turn them around. Yep. Yep. Is this something, did you have this when you were a kid? Were you like this? Were you the good kid in, in the room that was caring and nurturing to all the other kids or did you just evolve into this? As no, but that's no, but there's the point. It's not about being caring and nurturing. When I was a kid, I was playing bands with a tennis racket, no matter who else was playing with me. And I was skateboarding with my rabbit up my jumper, no matter who else was coming with me. Do you know what I was, I've always been and playing music in my room and I've always been, I'm gonna do what I think's right and what makes me happy. So it hasn't been about being nice and kind. It's been about me standing my ground. Yeah, I've been like that all my life, yeah. But I don't think you could really do the kind of stuff you do if you didn't also have kindness behind it. I think well, people I am would a see kind. through that. Because <laughs> I, I think when people come up and meet you, I've met people, I've met celebrities that I idolized and then I found out they were total assholes. Same. Yeah, it's just horrible. Same. So it, it can be an illusion. I've met TV personalities where you think, ah, that guy that does the sports guy seems like a really good guy and then you meet him he's just an asshole. Like, is that you talking about you? <laughs> <laughs> I like to think I was nice to everybody because I don't, I think everybody just, that's yeah. their one impression of you yeah. and if you don't leave them with a good impression, yeah. they're going to go home and say, the weather guy, I just saw the guy, what a, what a jerk. Yeah. So yeah, you have to I be, agree. I thought you ha I had to be nice to everybody, yeah. so, but a lot of people don't feel that way. Well, I want to be nice to everyone. I don't feel like I have to. I just want to be nice to everyone. But I meet jerks. Don't worry about that. Like the guy that was sitting behind me on the flight here this morning and constantly headbanging my seat. I have no idea what he was doing, but I did want to turn around and say, Can, please don't. Did you? No, I did not. I you sat, just sat with it the whole two, I, what, two and a half hours? I did, and I just leant forward and played with my phone so that I wouldn't have to feel him banging in my back. Yeah. yeah. Did you see the video of the woman recently that had long hair and she had it thrown over the back of the seat and it came onto the tray of the person? I would not like it? that. No, I didn't see Would you have done that. anything about that? Yeah, I probably would have because hair, hair's a, I, I'm not keen on hair. Yeah, yeah be, I probably would have said. Maybe cut it off. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't, no, I would just say, my, your hair's in my food. Could you? Yeah. And, and, and you don't want to go off on an airplane because Karen is very much like Karen. And I am not. No, no, not personally, but you wouldn't want people saying, oh, oh look at this. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because everybody's got a camera now. And assuming now, that I, I was a Karen. Going yeah, off in yeah. public on people has yeah. an extreme downside to it. it people does. lose their jobs. Yeah. People can, can get in a lot of trouble with that. Yeah, I, I, I'm not big on going off on people, no. Yeah. So you probably did the right thing on the airplane. Yeah, I did do the right thing on the airplane. And then I look at him when we were getting off. I looked at him, he looked at me, and I thought, someone loves him. There's got to be something nice about him. I'll love him too. That's yeah. what I did. I had somebody tell me one time, you never have any idea what's going on in that other person's life. Yeah, yeah. And, and you've got to have a little, it comes back to kindness or understanding. It, Maybe it it's does. Understanding. Or empathy. Or both. Yeah. So what would you say to people, let's put a button on this, somebody who's sitting out there with an idea, maybe it's the next great song, maybe it's the next great house that could be built that will survive <laughs> a hurricane, but they're just sitting at home going, I can't make a difference. What would you tell them? Um, you can, absolutely can. And you know what? You might not be able to, you might not know how to build a house or how to change your building codes or anything like that, but you can do something. You can step up and start talking about it. Do you know what I mean? You can, you can, everybody can do something. Absolutely can. A am I not giving you the right answer? You're looking at me like more, give me more. 
No, I think that's a great it's, answer. That's it's telling people to do something. We can to, do something. Yeah. yeah, we can do something. And and we might not be the person, but somebody listening to you or somebody you talk to might be the right person. If we don't open our mouths and, and speak up and say this is a problem, nobody will do anything. So every single person can have an impact. Every single person can have a ripple effect. Yeah, I would say the downside of social media is we see so many videos of people complaining about things yeah. and things yeah. they don't like. And that's part of what my theme was, okay, we'll make it better. Don't just complain about it. Com I agree. Complaining is kind of yep. frustrating to listen to all the time. Yeah. But I think in America, and I, I'm, you know, your American audience might not like me saying this, but me being from Australia, when I landed in America, I, I landed in New York, and I actually wrote a post on it, you know, that, that the that. energy was like, oh, it was so aggressive and thick and... And I got swept up in it and I was so angry. I'm like, oh my God, what is this energy? And then I had to stop and, and it was, I said to myself, right, just stop. What's, what's the very next thing you need to do? do you, you know, and it just pulled me right back down. But I, I have noticed that when you talked about America being very divided, it's a natural energy that I see within America that is just <coughs> grinding and, you know, <coughs> and it's just, for me, um, and I'm not saying Australia is perfect. That's not what I'm saying. But it's a much more laid back. Well, I think every time I've gone to New York, the first day or so, everything is fast. Yeah. And then as you're there longer, maybe you didn't, weren't there long enough, things slow down for you. And it starts to calm down a little bit because it just can be really overwhelming right when you get off the plane there. And that's what happened. Yeah. And once I sat down, I sat down with these three African-American guys on this platform with, you know, just like steps and we're just sitting there and I didn't realize I just sat between them, you know, and charged my phone and sort of thought I'm going to sit back and observe. And then I realized that, uh, that here I was with these three dark dudes and I'm as pale as anything. Anyone who knows that I look like I'm as lily white. And I just thought, what a photo and then i just started smiling i'm just singing this this is how the world should be you know that people just just sitting amongst each other loving each other do you know what i mean and just sharing space i think we have a lot of places I, in this country though that are like that unfortunately what everybody sees is the bad stuff i know you know i know. I, I don't think people a lot of people are unsafe when they're walking around or feeling yeah as much as it's drummed up in the media to yeah, make it seem I like agree. everything's falling apart here yeah well, I agree. Look at Detroit. Everyone bags Detroit, but I, I feel completely safe walking yeah. around there. I worked in downtown Detroit. I never, one time, I was going to this restaurant for dinner and they told me in the newsroom, they said, make sure you stay on the main road because if you turn off the wrong street, you're not coming back. Yeah. So there are some rough parts in downtown <laughs> yes, Detroit. Yes, there are. Yeah. But you can also avoid them and it yeah. can be a great experience. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Hey, this was really fun. I want to thank you, first of all, because you're so, I, I find you truly inspirational, but the odds of you being on the other side of the world I and know. us sitting down in person and doing a podcast, I, I hate Zoom. I, if, I, yeah. if I could sit down with everybody yeah. in person, I think it would be a much different experience. It'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be, but it's too hard. It's, we don't have a budget for that. No, I know. <laughs> I didn't I know. fly you in. You just yeah. happened to be here. And I came to do your podcast. I flew from the other side. And of, what'd you get for and, it? And for that, for that, I got a Make It Better t-shirt that uh, I should have put on probably before we did this. But nah, because the coffee that, thing is pretty cool too. Yeah, this is pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. But I love this t-shirt. Thank you. It was so nice to meet you. It was so nice to meet you too. And oh, tell the other guests that come on that they don't all get t-shirts. It just happens to be... By the way, you guys, anyone else coming on this show, you don't get t-shirts. Yeah, I'm not. sorry about that. You, you have to fly halfway across the world to sit with George in Tampa. Exactly. And That's, if they do, I'll get a t-shirt. They'll get a t-shirt. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I kind of opened you up to that, didn't I? Sorry yeah, about I that. I would love it if they did. It would be a <laughs> Thanks, Sharon. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's Tell Us How to Make a Better podcast. All the ways of reaching Karen are in the show notes, as well as all the social media ways to reach or follow me. And there's also a contact form there. If you have any ideas for future episodes or things that you've liked, that you've heard, or things that you haven't liked, I always love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.